You're listening to Shaping Narratives, a collection of voices from West Michigan's communities of color. Brought to you by WGVU, NPR, and PBS in West Michigan, and in partnership with the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. The voice of this podcast is George Walker III, host of WGVU's Cultural Ingredients, a TV show that explores stories of migration, culture, and agricultural history, one person, one dish, and one ingredient at a time. He's a sommelier and a small business owner, and for this podcast, he talks to chefs about simple cooking and kitchen management during the pandemic. So cooking at home isn't easy. And if you find yourself uh, that your carrots keep going bad, but you never have enough eggs or beef, don't worry. Let's go to school for this. It's not easy when everything counts. So I'm talking with Chef Vince, owner and operator of Irie Kitchen, uh, about making the most of your groceries. So what's your opinion on this, Chef? Yeah, it's it's super important. You know, we, we, we're living in special times right now, and, you know, fruit and veggies and, and raw products are so special. You know, I look at it as like a canvas, and now you're getting really cool oil paintings, uh, and now you get to draw your plate and add what you want. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. So how long have you been cooking yourself? Man, I've been cooking since I've been a little kid, man, as early as I can remember probably around six or seven food in my household is, is the foundation. If someone's always cooking at all, all times of the day. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. So how did you find yourself becoming one of the youngest owners and operators of a restaurant in Grand Rapids? You know, people talk about dreams, you know, I've always been a big dreamer. And so since I've probably been seven or eight years old, I told everybody I was going to open a restaurant. Um, and I was going to open it up by 20? No. But, you know, life has a funny way, life has a funny way of working. <laughs> right on. So did you always know that you wanted to open um, a Jamaican restaurant? And, and what inspired that? No, the Jamaican restaurant came later. And what inspired it was growing up, I saw how many people used to come to my family's house just for, for goodies, right? For uh, anything we're grilling, anything we're making. And my pops and I had a conversation right before we opened the restaurant, and we kind of both decided on doing food from our culture in West Michigan just because there isn't a presence here. Wow, that's amazing. So, I mean, coming from – well, are you, your parents are from Jamaica. Is, is that correct? Correct, yep. Born and Right on. So, I mean, how, how was it growing up in a household – um, that wasn't necessarily from America, but still having to go to school um, with basically Americans, if you will, and adapting to the culture not only at school, but then adapting to the culture at home. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's very interesting, right? Definitely inside my house, it was little Jamaica. We followed Jamaica rules, lingo, cultures. And then since you opened that door, uh, that you're out in the regular world, quote, unquote, right? So now we're in America. And so for me and my sister, I think we learned how to adapt and learn how to make friends and learn how to connect with people. Um, I always make a joke as much as I'm Bar Marley, I'm also Jay-Z, you know? And so <laughs> it's it's cool now when you get older because you have such a multi, um, like a multi-country globalization kind of mindset, you know? Is different. Right on. Uh, that's that's yeah. I, I, that's brilliant. So how did that how did that translate to food? Um, what, what's the food like um, 
uh, when you fuse kind of like the American influence with uh, kind of like the Jamaican influence? You know, they always say like the home cook can always like knock out better meal than the chef, right? And so, uh, even though my pops is a classically trained chef, one thing that home cooks know how to do is know how to use flavors, right? And so, I think just being in that environment, I learned how to cook, you know, by being Jamaican. In my household, I learned how to cook. And then being out in the world in America, I learned how to try, dream, and be different. That's like kind of like what America's all about. So, Again, it's just kind of my culture, my surroundings that kind of really built the way I cook, the way I think about food, and like the whole thing. Right on! Wow. So, where where exactly are your parents from in Jamaica? Yeah, my dad's from Rios and my mom's from Saint Catherine. So, Rios is definitely more near the water, and Saint Catherine is definitely more near like farmland. Wow. So, I, I can imagine that. The, the the ingredients and the the dishes that they make be a little bit different, are they? Yeah, man. Like so, you know, everyone has a billion ways to make curry in Jamaica, but in different regions, different things you focused on, right? So pops definitely eats a lot of seafood, like a lot, lot, just because he was so close to the water and go walk down and go fishing and whatnot. You know, my mom definitely grew up near water as well, and they ate fish as well, but you know. They're definitely around the goats and the chickens and the rice and a lot of, like, vegetables and all those kind of things. So it's interesting to see how they both approach food from the same culture differently. Wow, that's amazing. So if you could let us know, what would be one of the easiest dishes that we could make at home um, that uh, we could find ingredients at our local grocery stores and get a little taste of Jamaica? You know, I'll go with the classic jerk chicken, right? And I think you can find uh, either a dry jerk seasoning or a wet uh, jerk seasoning, like Walker's Wood or something like that, um, at, at any store. Um, just put that on there. You know, add a little soy sauce, add a little, a little garlic. You can bake. You can uh, you, you can cook on the pan. You can do anything you want, and basically you'll get jerk chicken. Um I think that's like one of the easiest dishes. Um, and you're leaning more vegan or just maybe a side dish, I would go rice and peas, uh, which is just rice, a little coconut milk, your choice of beans. We like to use kidney beans. Uh, and then you get yourself a nice uh, bowl of rice. And if you're going like, like again, like for some vegan, I will definitely lean towards a chickpea, which would be super simple. Just get your canned chickpea, take, you know, a half a cup of your favorite curry powder, uh, cooked down, um, that'd be amazing. Wow. Well, thank you so much. That just made me so hungry right now. <laughs> that's, exactly <laughs> <what I'm, laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to cook this weekend. So thank you so much, Vince. I really appreciate your time, uh, and we'll talk with you soon. Yeah, thanks, George. Yeah, thank you. Shaping Narratives, a collection of voices from West Michigan's communities of color, is brought to you in partnership with the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, a partner with communities where children come first. Want to hear more Shaping Narratives episodes? Download and subscribe at WGVU.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and subscribe if you get a chance. It helps us to know you're listening. Shipping Nervous is produced by WGVU, PBS and NPR in West Michigan, through the facilities of the Meyer Public Broadcast Center, a service of Grand Valley State University. Matt Gruppen processed all the audio. Joe Belenke edits each episode. Vance Orr designed our graphics and manages our web presence. Delane is our director of content. 
The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and their guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of WGU or Grand Valley State University. <laughs>